0: This is episode 18 of Ask Salt Spring Answered with me, Damien Inwood, talking to CRD Director Gary Holman about taxes, regional transit, and absentee homeowners. All right, I'm sitting here with uh, Gary Holman, who's the CRD Director and also a member of the uh, LCC, the Local Community Commission, and we've just been in the Ask Salt Spring session with uh, with Gail Baker, and um, a number of issues came up, including... Uh, Gary brought up um, the CR- CRD transportation committee discussing regional borrowing of 50 million for their uh, regional parks, and uh, the fact that they declined to put 4 million into uh, a fund for an electoral districts, which would include Salt Spring Island, and. Um, yeah, well, Gary, you had some fairly heated things to say about that. Uh, could you explain uh, <laughs> where you're coming from on that, please?
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, thanks, Damien. Uh, yeah. So it, it's the the borrowing was proposed by the CRD Transportation Committee, one of the number of security committees that makes a recommendation to the board and the recommendation was to borrow 50 million to um, enhance the regional trail in greater Victoria to repair three major trestles over uh, significant waterways uh, which is just in itself as a major capital investment plus widen the trail um, uh, enhance the lighting basically increase the capacity of the trail because um, it it's interestingly enough uh, like some of our uh, highways uh, the regional trail is becoming quite congested so it, it's being it's been so successful uh, that uh, users both pedestrians and and um, cyclists and folks on various other you know kind of rolling uh, 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 equipment are, uh, are are using the trail quite heavily and so it, it needs to be upgraded apparently there's about f- almost four thousand users per day on this section of the trail so it, it is a it is an important investment I support the investment. My problem with it is that there's virtually no direct benefit. Well, there is no direct benefit for Salt Spring at all. And so what I proposed to the board when it came up Uh, to the CRD board yesterday and the board has approved the recommendation to move ahead with the borrowing. Uh, What I proposed to the board was to actually increase the borrowing incrementally I suggested four million uh, but that four million to be earmarked for regional trail and active transportation investments in the electoral areas. Uh, So that it would slightly increase the amount board and therefore slightly increase the the carrying costs on that, uh, which are estimated by staff at about $28 per household per month. It would increase my proposal would have increased that by about a dollar per month uh, or sorry, uh, per year. Twenty dollars per year, my proposal will have increased that about a dollar per year, but that funding would have earmarked, been earmarked for active transportation in electoral areas, so we would, if you're going to voters with a large borrowing request um, like that, uh, my proposal was to piggyback on that—a uh, portion of the, a small portion of the boring—that could be earmarked for active transportation investments in electoral areas, which would have benefited Salisbury.
0: Yes, and uh, the moment we get diddly squat out of uh, the rest of it, unless we take our bicycles over to the Galloping Goose Trail. And...
1: Diddly squat is a very strong word, and I, I can't possibly condone swearing on on the radio. But uh, in in effect, you are correct. <laughs> Deadly squad, it is. I, uh, I didn't think that was swearing. <laughs> <Well>, anyway, yeah. <laughs> now, um, so yeah, your um,
0: your your suggestion would have cost a uh, dollar twelve, I think you.
1: Said, uh, it, it, uh, Yes, a dollar twelve uh, spread among, of course, and the, the advantage of regional borrowing is you're spreading it over several hundred thousand households, right. uh, and and so there would have been a slight incremental uh, cost of about a little more than a dollar per household, which was about uh, it's about nine or ten cents per household per month. But it would have created a four million dollar fund that could have benefited us directly. So the 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 benefit of that proposal to electoral areas would have been disproportionately large by just slightly increasing the borrowing and therefore the borrowing costs, but the dollars would have been earmarked for electoral areas.
0: And I think you liken this to um, making us into a cash cow for Greater Victoria.
1: Again, very strong language, which I, I believe I did use at the board. We, we are a cash cow, I believe, in some respects. Certainly we are with respect to this service. There are other services, I sh- you know, I should point out that we're the beneficiary of regional services as well. So, for example, our, our recycling depot has been subsidized four years by the CRD. Without that CRD subsidy, that depot would not exist. Uh, so we benefited greatly from that. We benefited from the regional housing, um, programs of the CRD the most recent example being Crofton Brook uh, for which we received about three and a half well actually uh, all told about four million for the Crofton Brook proposal. The there emergency room the the regional the CRD health facilities Function, which is another regional service, uh, contributed 3.74 million to the new um, ER facility at Lady Minto. So, uh, you know, I don't want to suggest that. uh, the diddly squat applies to certain services, but, but not to all. We, we do absolutely, and I do believe in regional services, but I also believe that it's a two-way street. Uh, if we're part of a regional service, part of a social contract, which I strongly believe in, well, I, I also believe that electoral areas should be uh, getting reasonable benefits from those regional services as well.
0: Right, so it's a sort of a, a swings and roundabout situation, I suppose. Um, now, we did discuss, or it came up, the uh, possibility of a regional transit authority, and I think uh, you said uh, that uh, that sent a shiver down your spine. <laughs> Um, because, y- uh, you didn't think that we would inc- get an increased service that would justify the taxes that we would end up paying for?
1: It. Yeah, so you know, all, already given the experience with the uh, the borrowing for the regional trail, and it would be for a regional transportation service, which could theoretically include transit, which now uh, is um, overseen by a board appointed by the province. And there's funding from the province. um, And there's also uh, funding from property taxpayers. Um, So, yes, CRD is contemplating um expanding their role in the transportation sector so right now that's primarily around uh the regional trail which as i say has been so successful that it's actually getting congested, which which is the which raises the need to um, upgrade it uh we're also um uh promoting uh and uh, securing funding that hopefully again salt spring will benefit from for um uh, chargers for EV vehicles, uh, you know, providing that infrastructure to help support conversion to electrified transport. That you know, that, that's all good. But CRD is is considering expanding that role even further. Could include uh, public transit at one end of the continuum, and it's still not clear entirely where where their consultation, you know, where their, where the board wants to go. Uh, at one end of the continuum, you have a TransLink. Which does oversee uh, uh, n- not just um, you know pathways, trails, that sort of thing, but in fact uh, they do oversee transit, and I think even e- even the road system there. So at one end of the continuum, a, a CRD transportation service could look like that. But uh, the the shiver down my spine is because of the experience we are already having with respect to the CRD Transportation Regional Trail Service where we're contributing uh something in the order of five hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. That also goes for park uh facilities as well. Like there are there are um facilities in regional uh parks like dams, for example, that have to be upgraded. So we contribute to that. And you know, fair enough. That that's that's all fair enough. But again, our experience is we're getting uh, as you put it, diddly-squat um, from, from that. So that's my concern. By by expanding that service purview and increasing taxes even more to support that, uh, my question is, how is Salt Spring going to benefit? And I'm not clear at all that we would benefit. So, for example, when we established transit back in, 2007 2008 and i was the director that uh, that moved that forward we had a choice then of joining the the Greater Victoria Transit Service we could have joined that that transit service and had it uh, provided by that regional you know body. Uh, I decided instead to pursue a standalone service where basically it would still be run by BC transit and the the funding would be roughly fifty fifty so local taxpayers still contribute as with the regional transit service local taxpayers would still help fund but if we had joined the regional service we would have paid the same mill rate like so the per household cost would have been the same which is currently in the order of 130 140 dollars per household per year we're paying on salt spring about 35 dollars per household per year which is commensurate with the service level that we'll get whereas if we joined the regional service, we would be paying $140 a year, but probably with maybe a somewhat higher, but uh, we wouldn't get the same level of service anywhere near as they do in Greater Victoria. So that's why I chose to go standalone for the transit system. And the other thing about transit is if we had joined the regional transit system, we would have also attracted the gas tax surcharge on fuel. So right now that stands at five and a half cents per liter. I think that that's probably going up in the in the future. But there's a there's a, a gas tax earmarked that helps fund the Greater Victoria system. If we had joined that system, we'd be paying another five and a half cents uh, per liter at the pump. So for those reasons, I decided to go standalone. Right. Mm-hmm. And and it, again, it's you know part of the same thinking and rationale that I'm considering now about whether we want to join a regional, uh, an expanded regional transportation service. It, are the benefits we get going to be commensurate with the, the costs imposed on us? I don't think at this point they would be. And would we have
0: any choice about it if they did establish a regional <sighs> transportation service?
1: Well, uh, there, there's the, the question. Uh, so, if theoretically, we would because voters would have to approve the establishment of a new service. That's how regional districts work. Voters had to approve our local transit and transportation service. but. Uh, of course, it would be regional approval. And uh, whether or not Salt Spring voted for or against, like in our case, it probably would be an alternative approval uh, process or, or maybe even just electoral area director approval. But all three electoral areas could oppose the establishment of the service. You'd still have uh, 13 out of the 16 local governments supporting it. Uh, So ultimately, do we have a choice? Not really. If the board decides to proceed with a regional approval process, and the same with this borrowing bylaw, by the way, for the regional trail, uh, Salt Spring could oppose it, uh, but it wouldn't be enough to carry the day because they just need... You know, two thirds of participants uh, to agree. Mm-hmm. So that would be, say, eleven out of sixteen local governments. So eleven out of the thirteen municipalities in the city could say yes. Uh, five municipalities and electoral areas could say no, and it would still pass.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, do we have any idea what the timeline is on this decision or this suggestion?
1: I, I, I believe, uh, and I. I Need to confirm this, but I believe this the, that the proposal the board approved uh, would involve going for municipal consent voter approval uh, later in the fall. Oh, sure. So, and so my thinking was if, if you're going to go out for a major borrowing like this, include uh, a portion that would directly benefit electoral areas. It makes no sense to me, and I'm not sure it would even succeed, to do a regional borrowing for the regional trail in Greater Victoria and then do a separate regional borrowing for just investments in electoral areas. Right. Uh, that that I don't think would okay. have a very good chance of succeeding. If you're going to go to voters, go to them once.
0: So that's for, that's for the borrowing, but as far as the transportation service, the, the regional transportation service, there's no timeline on that yet.
1: It, that's... Uh, there is, but it, it's definitely uh, you know further down the line. There's mm-hmm. got to be a whole lot of consultation. Even just to clarify exactly where on that continuum is it just TransLink or do, do we just stick with the regional mm. uh, trail that we have now? So and everything in between. So there's got to be a lot of work around public consultation. And in fact, the LCC and and myself have been. Uh, uh, interviewed and and surveyed by the crd to get our views about that service i'm i'm very clear on my views i'm not sure how the rest of the lcc feels about it but we're, we're going through that sort of consultation process now and and so first you have to define what it is that you'd like to do and then once you've done that then you can go to voters with a with a concrete proposal. Right,
0: and in the meantime the CRD has said they're not in the least bit interested in funding our uh, Salish Sea Trail between Fulford and Vesuvius. Um,
1: that, that's not uh, quite true, so uh, they have already committed uh, 250000 to be spent next year on uh, and there is a regional trail on the map for salt spring extending from vesuvius through ganges to fulford so that the trail is there on paper what's lacking is the funding so but two hundred fifty thousand next year 2024 to look at plans and design for the crd has decided and that that's still open for debate and input from myself and the lcc that they've um uh, identified the Vesuvius to Ganges uh, kind of portion of the regional trail as their priority, so the 250,000 would be uh, allocated to um, uh, planning and design for that portion of the trail. And actually, since we've we've done um, uh, a separated trail through our own transportation commission from central the central intersection down connecting basically with the north ganges uh plan there's a trail network that connects all the way down to ganges from central that we funded that through our local transportation commission so the the portion that the crd would hone in on would be the vesuvius to central right. so th- there is some support there it's just not uh sufficient and uh, you know that that two hundred fifty thousand is out of the existing requisition of about five hundred fifty thousand. But then you add on to that now this borrowing for regional trail improvements in Greater Victoria. But nothing
0: between Ganges and Fulford, though, right?
1: Uh, well, CRD have said we're open to uh, looking at other parts of the trail if the community feels that that's appropriate. But for Fulford to Ganges, MOT has identified that as, as their priority and the first Leg of that is the repaving of Ganges Hill from the bottom of the hill now up to Cranberry. So, the repaving with wider shoulder lanes of at least 1.2 meters it is probably, in, in my view at least, probably the most viable way of getting the trail done on Salt Spring, which is to repave roads that have to be paved anyway. And when you repave them, you put in uh, wider shoulder lanes for. Cyclists. That's probably the most cost effective way of getting that achieved on Salt Spring. So, since MOT has identified that section of the trail as their priority, there may be ways in which CRD can help with that as well. Uh, uh, at this point, CRD is the one major stakeholder that's identified Vesuvius to Central.
0: Mm. Right. But the, uh, just to go off on a tangent here, the um, cyclists are actually encouraged to go down Bedis and up, uh, go through the back way through Stewart and and Beaver Point Road to get to Fulford, aren't they? At this point, I've seen the signage.
1: Uh, that, yeah, that's that's probably true, and that that will continue. It gets you off the the main road, um, and and cyclists can do that now uh but the idea of the regional trail is to actually have you know there's no there's no shoulders at all oh, there's on right. on uh, on that route but it, it's it's less traveled cars are traveling more slowly so it it, it for uh, for cyclists it can be uh, a more comfortable and probably safer route to take but ultimately uh if if mot um Follows through on what it has said as its priority, Fulford to Ganges. Um, we can get reasonable uh, shoulder lanes marked, uh, shoulder lanes for cyclists for the actual main route between Fulford and
0: Ganges. The whole way, but that would cost a heck of a lot of money. It?
1: it would, and it, it's that would have to happen over time. Hmm. And what we've said to we uh, uh, my, myself and there is a a. a task force um, convened under the auspices of MLA Olson's office that's developed a strategy around the so-called Salish Trail. The Salish Trail is also the same route as the regional trail, Vesuvius to Ganges to Fulford. And and what that strategy um, recommended was for MOT to continue its repaving, which they say is their over time their priority continue their repaving with wider shoulder lanes that's how we'll get the trail done it will take time to do that and unless we can find uh you know grant opportunities other funding opportunities
0: okay let's just shift gears for a moment right at the end of the discussion we i think you were talking about the uh speculation on vacancy tax and I think you said that you'd been speaking to the minister about it, about having it um, come to Salt Spring, where at the moment it doesn't apply to Salt Spring, right? Yeah,
1: Yeah. at the, at the moment the SVT um, applies to all 13 municipalities within the CRD. Um, it doesn't apply to the electoral areas the province recently expanded the taxable area to smaller a number of smaller communities on uh, Vancouver Island including uh, Lake Cowichan um, uh, Lanceville uh, um, uh, Ladysmith Um, and I took the issue to the Crd board and the Crd board agreed to request the province to include salt Spring just salt spring not the other electoral areas they their you know their their population levels and their uh, their their kind of housing stock um, situation is is different than salt spring so the board agreed to advocate on our behalf to ask the province to include us um, My myself uh Trustee Patrick Emma Olson have met now with uh, a couple of um, times with the finance Minister and there has been some turnover there it was Selena Robinson now Katrine Conroy and this the CRD board their their letter to the minister requesting inclusion of salt Spring the minister has responded and their their answer at this point is, Uh, we'll consider it. Here's the factors we will consider. Here's the reasons. Here's the conditions. Uh, Like, for example, one of them is how fast of your property value has been increasing over time. Well, on Salt Spring, just... um, in, in recent years, our, our assessed values have uh, jumped considerably. In yeah. um, any case, that that's one of the criteria. What's your population size? We're one of the larger communities on Vancouver Island or in the Vancouver Island area where the SVT doesn't apply. Uh, so uh, I'm now working with um, Trustee Patrick and MLA Olson on um, on a response that... that uh, describes how Salt Spring fits their conditions and so ultimately that would take the form of a letter probably from the CRD board. I'm not sure how the trust would weigh in Uh, and Emily Olson advocating on our behalf but the CRD board now would they've gotten a response from the minister and the CRD board will now reply to the minister explaining how Salt Spring fits their criteria.
0: Do you have any idea how many properties would actually be affected by this? It,
1: it would really be a small proportion. Uh, so right off the bat, 80% of our housing stock is um, uh, occupied by owners or permanent residents, right? So they are exempt, like just right off the bat. Um, the, if, if you uh, rent out, say a, a suite, uh, on your property or your property itself for even just 6 months of the year you're exempt there's there are a lot of um, uh, exemptions that that apply and the tax rate is higher for non-Canadian citizens so if you're a Canadian citizen you know i think the data indicates uh, a very small proportion of properties would be uh, captured by the tax, the the revenue that it would be that would be generated um, is earmarked by legislation for affordable housing. So not only is it a disincentive a disincentive to speculative investment, um, the revenue raised actually goes into a BC housing pot to help fund affordable housing within the within the regions that. Um, that apply the tax so the, the revenues wouldn't be spent in an area that that isn't taxed, they would be spent in the, the taxed um, areas.
0: So, would we get the direct money back, or would it go into a pot for the whole region?
1: Um, I I'm not, not sure. I think it might just apply to the regional district, but certainly we would know exactly what that what that revenue generated was, and uh, we would absolutely be advocating for uh, applying that to Salt Spring.
0: Okay, so that could be uh, something to to help with the affordable housing issue here on on the island.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it would be a disincentive to speculative investment and it actually raises money for affordable housing. Yeah. And, and the province administers it entirely. So there's no cost, uh, at least to you know taxpayers, there's no cost of implementing it.
0: Okay, great. Well, thanks, Gary, for coming in and uh, talking about those things. And, uh, yeah, um, you've been listening to cheer.fm and my name is Damien Inwood. And uh, we are the voice of the Gulf Islands.